when I get home from that encounter that I have, I find this book on my dresser and it's called God's Promises for Women. And I'm telling you, it's a miracle that a book like that was even in my house. It was randomly there. I open up this book. I just had this encounter and I open it up and it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and I will open up the door. And so that was it for me. I was like, God, if you're real, then I need you to show me. Within a couple of weeks, uh, the trafficking ring got exposed and I, and I immediately got to in, in, encounter and experience God as a protector. Like I got to feel that protection that I never felt from any man or person. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug in to your new world here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, I am so eagerly excited for this interview, and let me tell you why. I am all about stories of rock bottom to seeing what God can do to someone. And when I met this woman, I was actually speaking at an event and I heard her testimony and my jaw was on the ground. And here's why. When I initially met Ashley Nadine, you know, she looks perfectly polished. She's a gorgeous human, could be even some intimidating to some people. But what I found the minute she opened her mouth was she is truly anointed. And when I heard her story, I couldn't even like fathom it. And she's going to share it with us today. But what she has done through being at rock bottom to now owning Ashley Nadine Bridal Shop, which yes, is where I got my gown for my wedding. She is now a motivational speaker. She's an author. She's an entrepreneur. And she's with us on the show. Ashley, welcome. Thank you so much. And, you know, it's interesting with your introduction. That was amazing. But I truly feel the same exact way about you. Like, you know, you said something at that event that we were at behind the scenes. And I hear a lot of compliments, you know, and things like that. But when you spoke, you when you said, but you're anointed for this, like it really hit a place inside of my spirit. And that stuck with me like and it was really interesting because I almost knew we were going to see each other again. Like I like, you know, it was just the beginning, the beginning. That's so cool. And then you came in with, you know, with the wedding dress. And I just I I'm literally like it it totally was a God thing. Amen. Yeah. And 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 women need to do that more to each other. Right. Like so we mean. see something great, we need to say it. And right. and that's like when I met you and heard you, 
Like you moved me so much. Wow. And even my husband, we were like, mm. who is this woman? Wow. You know, and so thank you for being wow. here. Yeah. And, you know, I know you, you're a survivor. Yeah. And I would love to start there. Sure. Yeah. Because again, it's mm -hmm. like people see this polished, Absolutely. beautiful, eloquent woman. I mean, you, you take the stage girl, you can hit it. Right. You, like, but I want people to know where where you yeah. come from. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. So um, I grew up in a home where like my parents are still together to this day. And I've always really cherished and valued marriage. Like I, I just feel like it's such a desire of my heart. And so to watch my dad love my mom mm -hmm. the way that he loves her, like they're, and they've been married, oh my gosh, 37 years. So wow. yeah, so it's not like this is something that was just in the beginning of their yeah. marriage. Like I got to really see them like love each other so hard. And my mom has such a respect for my father. And so I grew up in this place where I was just like, I want what they have. Like I got mm. to experience it as a yeah. kid. And so um, it was really like easy for me to be really susceptible and vulnerable to what happened. And so I was a good student and I went over to a friend's house. Uh, my parents really trusted me because I was a good student. Mm. I was in like extracurricular activities, a yeah. cheerleader, a dancer, yeah. all of that. She stuff. did it all. It did it yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember going over my friend's house and she was more edgy. Like she was like, she would hitchhike and stuff, like stuff that I would never even think Whoa. of as a kid. Like, yeah. but she was just, she was raised by a single mom. And I think inside, like it was a gut feeling, but now I know it was like a God feeling. Like mm. it was like, whoa, like there was there was something inside of me that was like, you shouldn't do what she's saying to do, you know? Mm. So I spent the night at her house and she tells me about this house party that's around the corner. And I'm like, okay, well, like, what are, you know? And she's like, yeah. well, my mom sleeps upstairs. Um, my room's downstairs. Like we can just like go. And I'm like, okay. So we like sneak out of her window, hop the fence and go to this house party. Well, when I got there, um, and this is the part that I, I think that I'm not really sure if she set me up. Like, I still wonder to this day. Yeah. How old were you? I was 14 at this time. Okay. Yeah. So when I got there, um, she left me alone. And I, like, immediately was approached by an older gentleman. Um, and he was really attractive. And he started telling me like, you know, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Like, I love your eyes. And I just, I really want to get to know you. And because I wasn't used to those like house parties and things like that, like I was just like, oh my gosh, somebody's just talking to me, you right. know? Yeah. And so, um, long story short, I, I saw him and we, you know, we started to date and things and you're he, 14. Yeah. We started dating. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, he wasn't like a grown man. He was just, he was years, a couple years older than me. Like but he 16, was, 17? He was probably 18 to 19 at okay. that point. Okay. And um, there's an interesting fact later on in the story that we'll get to. But so he would drive me into the Hollywood Hills. Like it was like this thing he did. Like he would drive me into the Hollywood Hills and he would point to this house and he would say like, that's going to be ours one day. And like, I was just like, totally in like head over heels in love with this guy mm -hmm. like totally and a uh, couple months had passed and then uh there was one particular day where he took me to the house he pointed to the house and we left 
the house and then he, uh, sorry, sometimes I get a little choked up, but he took me to the park and he told me to get out of the car. And um, that's when um, he told me you're gonna be working for me now. And um, there was two other guys that pulled up in two other vehicles and um, I just knew, I just knew. I mean, you just know when you're in danger, you know, and yeah. it's like, I knew my life wasn't gonna be the same. And I don't wanna go into detail about what I had to do as a young teen girl, but there were things that I don't think any girl should ever have to experience. Oh my you know? gosh. Yeah. And so um, my life was really controlled a lot from that point on. Yeah. So yeah. he basically, were you still living with your parents? I was. I was still living with them. And that's um, up until I was about 17. And then I moved out with them. And it like people say that, like, how could you have, you know, been doing this like at home and stuff? And and it's like when you understand the severity of the level, like they threaten your family, like they take pictures of you, they blackmail you. Like it is so scary as a kid, you know, because it's like I don't want my family to get hurt, you know. And right. Then, and the then, psychology of that. You're yeah. 14, yeah. 15. Like, it, it it sounds so simple to people listening. Like, oh, why wouldn't you just go tell someone? But your your brain, you haven't even fully developed. Right. And, and, and the scarcity that they put inside of you. Right. So how did that look? Would you, like, go to school and then have to go perform for them? Or Yeah. So um, we would go to school, and then there would be times where we'd have to do, like, house calls and... Um, mm -hmm. and that was really scary because like one of the, one of the pimps is, was really violent. And so he, you, I mean, you were not like, you cannot get out of line. Like there's no way, like the, the things he would do to the other girls and it just was so horrendous. And it was like, you just listen, you know? And then, um, yeah. So there'd be times where, you know, we would like have to dish school. Um, one of the most crazy things I think was when I went to uh, one of one of these houses and I remember finding this book and when I was looking in the book there was like all these girls from high school in there and I'm like what the heck and they were all you know doing explicit things and everything and I was like whoa and it hit me that like I wasn't the only one right I just even one of my friends she's she still to this day hasn't spoken about it like she won't and I understand, like, I, there's no, you know, I don't blame anybody for not wanting to, like, talk about it. Um, yeah. But I think that, yeah, it's, it's... So did they pay you? No, no. I mean, no. Your money was... So basically, like, you would go to school, would they, like, pick you up? And then did you just tell your parents, like, this is my boyfriend? Yes. So, yeah, and that that's really, like, something, if, you know, if anybody's listening today, like, I wish I would have listened to my parents because they were so, like, worried. And they were like, please leave this guy alone. Like, he's trouble. Like, they saw it coming. And at this point, I was so manipulated and controlled. Like, there was nothing they could have done. Like, I was, like, sneaking out of the window and, like, leaving to meet him and, you know, and all of that. And then um, and there was many times where, like, I um, was drugged, you know, and I would wake up and like not know like what happened and stuff like that. So, was this like 
every week or just a couple times a week or like the weekends? Um, gosh, it's my memory is so like, cause I've been through a lot. So it's like, it's hard to like say numbers for me, yeah. but it was a lifestyle. So it was like, it was a lot. It was like, yeah. And then, and then we got into the strip clubs too. So like, that was like the main source of like, go to work, like go to the strip clubs and then you give your money away. Yeah. So when did you start at the strip club? At that point, I was about 17 when I started dancing in um, on Sunset Boulevard. Whoa. Mm -hmm. yeah. So did your parents know about that or did you move out or? I moved out at that point. So okay. they didn't know I was, yeah, I was gone a lot more, you know, yeah. because I was, I wasn't living at home anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, so you'd go to the strip club mm -hmm. and perform. Mm -hmm. You know, and then was he, was there still like a particular guy like watching over you and making sure you were doing the thing uh, or? At this point, it's like, they just know, like they have you. So I, I, there wasn't, no, they were okay with us just like going and doing our thing and then coming back. And then that's, they just control your money and stuff. And you just like, know not to get out of line. It's such a brainwashing thing and it's such a control thing. And um, and it's really tough because it's like, like now that I'm an adult and, and not that little scared little girl anymore, I'm like, why didn't I do things differently? You know, why didn't I stand up for myself? It's like, but it's, it's hard unless you walked a block in my shoes or those other girls shoes to, to really judge because you don't really know like the severity of like fear and control tactics and things like that, that were used. I mean, I've been close to death so many times. Is there a particular memory you have, like, that stands out? Yeah, I think that the one that's been coming back has been um, when one of the pimps broke a Grey Goose bottle over my head um, because I was trying to save one of my other friends, and he I thought he was going to kill her. So, like, I I'm, I was super tiny at the time. I was maybe a buck ten, you know, but I just, like, I, I didn't want him to hurt her, and so I jumped on his back, and then so he took this gray goose bottle and he just like broke it over my head. And I remember like just looking down and seeing blood like all over me. Like, I didn't know where I was coming from. And um, I don't know by the grace of God, because there, like within the next five minutes, there were sirens and he freaked out and started running. Wow. So I, yeah, that memory, I'm like, I, I probably could have been dead. Like I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely yeah. an angel protecting you. Yeah. So how many years did this go on? From about 14 to 19. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when, when did it start to shift? Like, how did you get out? Yeah. That is such a great question because um, so I actually ended up getting pregnant is what happened. And... I remember like thinking like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to keep my baby. Like they won't allow that. You know what I mean? It's like not a money making right. thing, right? I can't be in the strip club dancing with like, you know, pregnant, right? So um, I remember thinking like, I'm going to reach out to somebody and like confess what I'm going through. And um, I remember that there was a girl in my high school and her name was Amanda and she was so full of like love and like no judgment. I think that's, I needed a safe place. Like mm -hmm. I needed a safe person. And I remember thinking like, I'm gonna, she's the one I'm gonna tell. Like she's the one I'm gonna confess things to. 
And so I had a very short time frame that day to do it, but I ended up meeting with her. I told her I was pregnant and she told me that she's like, her words were, if you keep your baby, she's like, God will provide for you and he'll protect you. And I said, God, like, what, what do you like? What do you, I was not a religious person at all. Yeah. Like I didn't grow up in church or faith or I didn't know anything about it. And so she gives me this verse and she's like, if, if your heavenly father provides for the birds of the air, how much more will he provide for you? And I was like, I had never heard anything about God or like, you know, like wow. someone caring or because yeah. I felt so unworthy, you know, like I, I had no worth at that time. So um, it's very interesting that the same day that she told me about a God named Jesus who loved me, I go to work and I'm in the back of a strip club dressing room and I was fixing my lingerie and I, I went to look back up in the mirror and I saw like God's presence and like I felt like the love of God in that room and um it it just it changed me oh my gosh yeah. what's really really cool too is like after that moment um I have this encounter with God right like a like this crazy encounter and then I can't be in there anymore. Like, I'm like, I, yeah, I know. This is so yeah. amazing. It was like, literally when they say like, you go from like dark to light, like my eyes, like this, there was like scales that like fell off of my eyes. Like I could see that, like I was not, like I was in darkness and like shame and get, like all these things. But then I felt like this love was like drawing me. So, so you're in, you're, you're in LA, right? You're, right. you're, 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 in, you're doing the thing. Mm -hmm. You're dressed to the part. Yeah. How far along were you? Maybe. A... Um, I would say probably a month or two. Like I could see okay. a little bump forming. Like I yeah. could see at this you're point. You're so in tune. Yeah. Yeah. With your body. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. you have this encounter. Mm -hmm. Listen, Ashley, this is what I'm imagining. Like, yeah. what do you like go? Like, where's the exit? I mean, what? Are the guys out front working at the bar? Like, how the heck do you get out of there? Yeah, so because they weren't, like, you know, they weren't around us, like, we would just go back home and they lived at, you know, at the house. So, okay. yeah, so, but when I get home from that encounter that I have, I find this book on my dresser, and it's called God's Promises for Women. And I'm telling you, it's a miracle that a book like that was even in my house. Like there's no way, like I literally say when I get to heaven, I'm gonna be like, Lord, like who put this book here? Because it it literally was, was yeah, it was randomly there. Did you live with other girls? I live with one other girl and then the two, one, two of the, the guys, the two pimps, yeah. So I open up this book, I just had this encounter and I said, Oh my gosh. And I open it up and it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Stop. Knock and I will open up the door. What? Yep. And so that was it for me. I was like, God, if you're real, then I need you to show me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's when I felt like, I felt like almost like an old spirit, like left me in like a new, like, you know, yeah. Christian. It's like the Holy Spirit like came in and yeah. And I just... I have not been the same since that. He got like a that. hold of you. Oh yeah, majorly. So you're in this house, and 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 the reason I'm so 
there's so many reasons why I'm so into this question, but right. like I grew up and a man lived with us for over a decade that beat my mom every other day. And I remember like her being like, I'm going to leave. I want to leave. I can't leave. Oh, he's nice today. Mm -hmm. And then the fear would come over her and then it'd be like, I'm going to leave. And then it's like, oh, is that black guy? Are we ready to leave yet? So the, the like what? So you get this book, you have this encounter, mm -hmm. you know, you're pregnant. Like now you're going through pregnancy and you're deciding to keep the baby. Right. Yeah. Which is so awesome. Right. Yeah. And then how, like, what transition there? Like, how did you get away? Yeah. So within a couple of weeks, uh, the trafficking ring got exposed. And that's what even, yeah, that's what drew me to believe even more because the two things she said would, God would provide and he would protect. And I was like, so, uh-huh. Yeah. So that, <gasps> that's when I was like, wait a minute. Like, and I, and I immediately got to in, encounter and experience God as a protector. Like I got to feel that protection that I never felt from any man or person. And he, Amen. he showed me like, wow. Yeah. That he's a protector. They got, they got exposed. They got exposed. Two of them are in jail right now. What? Yeah. Yeah. Two of them are in jail. And I, I don't know all of the like logistics behind all right. of what they found, but, um, I know that one of the miners, uh, her, they broke her body in 12, I think 12 different bones. And from my understanding, like, because it was like a case where there was a minor involved in that many, it's like a felony. And so they had to investigate and that's, that's what happened. Hold up. Did you hear the news? Recalibrate 2024 masterclass literally was off the chart. People are raving about it. And I want you to be raving about it as well. Why? Because you deserve to have the ultimate clarity on what you need to leave in 2023 and what changes you need to make to create the best year ever. Imagine walking into 2024 by a clear game plan that speaks to your soul and your life's mission. Imagine examining what has worked for you this past year and quite frankly what needs to go and really putting together a game plan that I have really cultivated and used the past five years of my life to ensure that I actually move the needle on my dreams God has put in my heart and that I actually have time to rest and be the feminine businesswoman that I'm called to be. I will say no more about this. You just need to send me a DM on Instagram at it's Emily saying recalibrate recording and I will give you all the details. You owe it to yourself to hunker down for three hours. I will send you my guidebook and really go at it for yourself. Take the chance, take the time to really map out your next year and watch what happens when you have a plan that is aligned with your values, your goals, you are going to see significant progress. I promise you, you will. I would only say it's risky if you don't take the time to assess and curate a plan for yourself. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. Like talk about like God's hand all over you. Yes. Yeah. And so 
when they got busted, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's that you're so fragile, Ashley. Mm -hmm. Like you're so, I know you're like, I look at you today and I listen to you on stage and I, I'm just like, whoa, whoa, right. whoa. But take me back to that, that state of they're getting busted. Like, do you go home pregnant or did you stay in that house and they're gone? What did those next like yeah. seven months look like until baby came? Right. So, um, I know I, I decided to, to keep my, my baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I did, it was very humbling. It's very humbling. I moved back home and I actually had to get a job at a car wash. And so, um, it was, it was really hard because there were so many times I wanted to go back and it's right. really, it's really strange. Like when you, they say like a, when you have in a relationship with your abuser, it's, it's a really strange and hard. It's almost like an addiction. Totally. You have to break it. Yeah. And I know a lot of women that probably yes. not even human trafficking survivors, but domestic violence or, you know, just in a bad relationship or whatever it mm. is, or just even at this point, toxic relationships. Uh -huh. Right. It's uh -huh. like, um, I was listening to the psychologist and she was breaking down how like when you're on those highs and the endorphins start going and then they break you down and it's like the cycle. So you're trying to constantly get back yes. to that place where like you're in that happy place again and it mm -hmm. typically never happens. Uh -huh. you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're working at the car wash. You're working living at the car wash, with your... living back at home, you know, and just getting ready to have this baby and yeah, it was extremely, I mean, I, I lived a crazy life, fast life. I, you know, I've been around celebrities. I've been around top Purdue, big, you know, big people in Hollywood. Like, like when was, you were working, when I was working, yeah. I'm sure the exposure and what you saw I've had... seen so much, so much. And, um, and so it's, it's very interesting to go from what the world would think is such a high, high place that for me comes with so much pain. But then to go to like such a humbling and like back at home and, you know, right. about to be a single mom, like, yeah, it was a lot that that is. Yeah. What would you say to a girl that is like teetering in that toxic relationship or maybe can't leave or yeah. what advice would you give her? I would say that um, I. I mean, I do believe people can change, but the willingness has to be there. And I just think that it, looking back, I wish I would have left sooner. You know, I wish I would have had more or, or valued myself more. Mm -hmm. But um, I typically people don't change unless they mm -hmm. want to. Mm -hmm. And so uh, most likely if somebody is abusing you, they most likely are not going to stop. And yeah. so your your hope for them wanting to stop to stop abusing is, is very far-fetched, you know, it's yeah. a far-fetched dream. Yeah. And, um, and so I would, I would advise to just leave. I think, you know, you're better mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Leaving. A lot of times it's like that chemical imbalance they have, or if they're a narcissist or all the attributes that come with that. And, um, so, so, okay. So you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're having the baby. Yes. You're working. <laughs> Are you growing your faith then, working on it? Are oh, you going yeah. to church? Are you in some kind of recovery? Like, how are you being supported through Absolutely. all this? Like, you just went through so mm, much trauma. trauma. 
Yeah, so I really dived into the Bible in church. Like, I just went full-fledged. Like, I, if they had a service, I was there. Like, it was like like, Monday, in, L- Wednesday, like Sa- in L.A. or where? No, um, this is in Lancaster, Palmdale. Okay. Yeah, so now I'm back, and I'm like, I'm full-fledged. And, I, and Amanda and I grew really close. She was very strong in her faith. So she, like, discipled me. She she taught me about God and, and the ways to walk in the Lord. And So the like girl that. from school yeah. that you felt like, oh, she won't judge me. Yes. Let me talk to her. Yes. Oh, which is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So you guys were, like, Bible we were, buddies. Yeah, we were Bible buddies. And I... <laughs> Yeah, I would spend the night at her house and like literally just like hold my Bible and sleep next to her. Like it was like she was literally a godsend for me. Like I needed that refreshing, safe, like encouraging. Yeah. Non-judgmental. Non-judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it like? What's your daughter's name? Layla. Layla. Yeah. What's it? Take me back <laughs> to the hospital room when she was born. Yeah. Oh, man. Um that was a very, um, wow, that was such a, I, I just, holding her in my arms, and I just remember just breaking down, like, sobbing, like, I, I wept, I think for, like, it had to be at least an hour, like, I couldn't stop crying, Did, you know. How was the birth, like? It was easy. Why? I'm not joking. It was really strange. I I actually enjoyed being pregnant, like, I liked it, like, it was, like, I felt so beautiful, and, like, I don't know. I think God had done such a work in my heart that I was like, man, like I just, I felt beautiful having like this thing growing inside of me. And like, I just loved it. And I felt, I felt really good. And then I only pushed for like 20 minutes and I was like, well, there she was. Yeah. yeah. And then, so once you had her, like, Mm -hmm. were you still working at the car wash? Like what, what did life look like from there? Yeah. So Eventually, um, once she was a couple years old, I decided to move to Las Vegas. Yeah, because I wanted something. I wanted a new start. Yeah, I wanted a new start, and I actually wanted to go to college. So I applied to UNLV. I got accepted to UNLV, which was really awesome. Yeah, but I this is where I think the Lord started to really work in like purpose and building and developing his identity, right? Like uh-huh. after the healing and obviously I'm still healing, but yeah. I, but he started to, to, to like lay the foundation of purpose. Yeah. And so, um, I was, I worked at Hilton. I worked at Hilton Grand Vacation Club and I worked as like a guest ambassador. I was like, I checked in the elite members and yeah. it was like, but God was teaching me about different ways of life because I was so, structured and I, I it's it reminds me of Esther in the Bible where she had to learn the new customs of the kingdom like yes. I had to learn new ways of life right so I would be really observant and um, they promoted me within six months and I, I was like in sales I'm one of the youngest sales reps and I'm just like killing it in sales uh-huh. like just sale after sale after sale and I remember this moment uh, where they they brought in Les Brown they brought in Whoa. Les Brown and my eyes were like a little kid. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, because I had heard of him and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was sitting in the lobby and I was getting ready to go home. And Les Brown comes up to me and he says, young lady. And I'm like, yes. And this is like Les Brown, right? Like we just went to a huge sales presentation because they they brought him in to like speak, you know, oh, yeah. pump us up and stuff. And 
Um, and so he's like, do you know that God's plans for you are so big? He's like, I can see it all over you. And I'm like in my twenties at this time, Emily. So I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, Les Brown is like yeah. literally just like, just diving in and giving me a word of encouragement. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was, it reminded me when you, you spoke, you know, to me, it was so profound at that moment. Cause I was just looking for just anybody to like steer me in the right mm -hmm, direction. Mm -hmm. But his words that day, they hit at a different level. Like I just knew that I knew that God was speaking through that man. And I'm like, okay, all right. And I, so I started to pray about God, what is your purpose for yeah. me? What do you have you for asked. me? Yeah, yeah. I started seeking like God's purpose versus yeah. my own. Yeah. 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 Wow. That is yeah. so, so cool. I love Les Brown. It's not over yeah. till I win. It's not over till I win. I mean, I'm, I'm, he's one of, if you don't, if you, if you don't, if you've been living under a rock, you don't know who he is. He's like one of the world's famous speakers gave you a word. Yes. And wow, that's incredible. So yeah. what, when did you start Ashley Bridal, Ashley Nadine Bridal? Yeah. So, so I'm bringing up the the foundation part because I learned so much through being at Hilton and getting that training and I think that God was literally setting me up for my own business and I didn't realize that going through all this training being around people like Les Brown yeah. or being around these top level producers you know I was like oh my gosh so when um it's crazy because my life fell apart again like all over again and I was like you have got to be kidding me God like I am so done being like you know, brought down to nothing, right, you right. know, but, um, I was in my prayer time one day and God said, I'm calling you to California. And I'm, I'm like, wait, what, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Like things are going really good. Like I'm, I was getting awarded. Like I was like, it was just, you know, yeah. I was living a good life out there. And, um, after God told me that in my prayer time, my life fell apart again. And then, like how did it fall apart? Like I, I, like the house I was at, just like they ended up pulling out and yeah. it just everything All just the things. spiraled. Yeah. Downward spiral. Downward yeah. spiral. Yeah. Very fast. Yeah. Very fast. So I end up back in California. This was about eight to nine years ago now. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm literally rock bottom again. And I'm like, God, like, what do you have for me? And my heart was so turned towards like helping people. And I had started a nonprofit organization. So I was broke, busted, and disgusted, but I started a nonprofit because uh, I was like, well, I'm just gonna help people then. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm just here to serve and right. then I will do that, you know? And so I am I throw this conference to to raise awareness for human trafficking back in my hometown where all the bad happened, right? Whoa. So it was it was a lot for me. It was like yeah, you're going back. I'm going back. Yeah. But I'm going back different and I'm going yeah. back with purpose, right? Yeah. So I throw this fashion show because I, I used to get the girls that were, you know, in the industry to be my models. And then I would have women that got out of it share their testimonies. Whoa. Well, mm -hmm. Whoa. A very unconventional way of reaching the, the girls in the game. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So I had to find sponsors. Yeah. So I went, found a sponsor and she was the cutest lady named Maria, like adorable. And I used to sit with her and just like, I just wanted to be around her. Like I really had nothing going on. I just yeah. wanted to be around yeah. her. 
And uh, I said, hey, Maria, you know, I'm, I'm throwing this conference and I'm going to have a fashion show. Would you want to be my sponsor? Like, I'd love for you to sponsor your gowns. I mean, they're beautiful, you know, and she, beautiful bridal gowns and regular gowns. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, it's funny, Emily, because even just her saying yes to being a sponsor, like I was on cloud nine. Right. Like I was like, this is amazing. Like, right. This is happening, yeah. You know? Next level. Next level. But God had more than that. Like he had a whole setup ready. So we do this fashion show. The the commissioner of Newport Beach comes out. It's what? we get forty thousand dollars worth of billboards sponsored to us. Like I was on the news. I mean, what? God just blessed this thing, right? Like blessed it. And then a week later, Maria calls me. And she's like, Ashley, she's like, I am ready to retire. And she's like, I don't know anybody else that I would want to leave my legacy to. What? That happened. Yeah. Yep. I have the chili vanillis. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so I say, Emily, you are one person away. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what season you're in. I don't even care if you're in a season of abundance. God always has more because we go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Amen. And he had more. He had more. And so that was um, almost eight years ago. I've been in business. I own my own bridal boutique. Yeah. And it's so cute. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. So she gave you the keys? Well, I, <laughs> I did. My, my parents were yeah. my investors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, I mean, I mean yeah. now I'm like, oh gosh, I'm so grateful. I mean, it, right. it really was the, the thing that really set me apart, I think, forever. And Layla's as well. But um, so she taught me the ropes in the bridal world. And she had knowledge since 1983. It was before I was born. So right. it's like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like she's like literally teaching me everything she knows. The and like perfect mentor. And, 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 and it's like I love that, you know, you're at the Hilton. God is preparing you. And it's like sometimes in life, like we think like, what is this? What am I doing? And it's like, well, you have a spirit of excellence, Ashley. And so you did everything to your utmost and it was equipping you and preparing you to have this boutique bridal shop, which when you go, it's like you're the only queen in town. <laughs> it's not like you're part of the masses and you get that royal treatment. Yes. And it's like, it all makes sense, right? Absolutely. And so, and yeah. it's in this area called Brea, which is in California. Um, and you know, I, I gotta say like, cause obviously I got the experience when, when I was getting married, mm -hmm. I'm like, literally like, who do I want to call? And you're the first person that dropped into my spirit Wow! just because of who you are. Wow! And, and then I got to experience what you've created. And I have to say, like, I'm a shopper and I've been a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there's something about, about it. And I think it's, it's like the, the pure energy intention, the spirit that is in your bridal shop. Wow. And, you know, so take me to that. So now you were like a bridal shop. Right. After so, being yeah. <laughs> hunked by men. Right. And like, I can talk mm -hmm. to you about this all day because mm -hmm. I used to like mm -hmm. be a man hater. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, like, it's just like, I hear you. You know, yeah. yeah. Dad abandoned, mm -hmm. deadbeat this, that. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't need no man. Right. Right. And after, after all you have been through, mm -hmm. she opens a bridal shop. Right. Right. That was <laughs> like, and, and that's what I think that really does get me. Like, and it can draw me to tears. Because I, there's a lot of times where I still to this day struggle to see myself the way that God sees me. 
And when I go into my shop, I sometimes I'll just stand there and I'll just start crying. Like, I'm like, wow, God, you really see me so different. Like, I love that about God is that he sees your potential. That's right. He always sees your potential. Oh, that's right. Even when people don't, when people want to bring you down, mm-hmm. talk about you, shame, whatever yeah. it is. But God always sees your potential. So true. Yeah. And so um, it's very interesting because I, I actually... God started putting me around a lot of celebrities and red carpet events and things yeah. like that. And so I was at this red carpet event and I met one of my one of my designers that I carry now. And I thought to myself, I'm just going to ask her on the red carpet. Like, why not? So I went for it. So I'm like taking a photo with her and I was like, hey, have you ever thought about carrying your line in other bridal boutiques? And she's like, wait, what? And I go, yeah. She's like, let's talk. And I was like, oh my gosh. And like, I remember that for, it was like only a year in business, you know? And so I remember that like excitement of like, wow, this is going to be interesting how it plays out. Mm -hmm. Well, she did, we signed a contract and I was like, Okay, you guys, like, don't don't take this the wrong way, but I was like, I cannot sell Gucci in the hood, right? Yeah. Like, it was like high level, you know, right. really nice product, but right. I was in the wrong area. Uh, so I started looking into Orange County. Uh-huh. And after a year of being in business, I felt like I had learned what I needed to. Maria had helped coach me a lot and I was ready to make that that leap of faith and like go to like a better area. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I was freaked out because, like, yeah. you got to understand, I lived in Vegas where, like, the rent and mortgages are so minimal right, compared right. to California. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. But um, I the first client that I had that came in, my walls were not even, like, my racks weren't even up, Emily. Like, it was like, I was low-key embarrassed. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, but I had to because I just, I, I was already in it. Yeah. I was in it. You are so in it. I was in it. And, um... I remember quoting her the price and she didn't even flinch. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's it. And I was like, what? Like, wait a minute, you know? And so I realized that there was a difference in like, even the area that they don't, it, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a problem for them. Yeah, it was like, caliber. they were to pay yeah, price yeah, yeah, yeah. for the, for the value. Right. right? So it was right. like really amazing. And, um, and, and, since then, I just made it my own. I started connecting with different designers and just, I just, you know, built that confidence over time. But now um, I think to myself, because I had been shopping with so many girlfriends mm-hmm. and I saw how like when there's other brides shopping at the same time, it it almost felt sales. Like it it's didn't so feel, awkward. It was weird. It's yeah. really freaking awkward. <laughs> it, no, it is, it is. because it's yeah. like, I don't care what Sally over there is wearing. Right. Like it's my day. Yeah. And, you know, women are different shapes and sizes and styles. And sometimes the mom comes with or the friend, you know, it's all all these different things. And it's such a special moment. Like, you're not going to be, like, doing this, like, hopefully just once, right? You know, like, it's not this big, you know. And so I think it is so awkward when, like, someone's rushing out in their gown and everyone's having a moment and all the things. So it's like, it's so, Mm -hmm. so that's why you wanted to create, like, a boutique experience. I wanted to create a boutique. And I love it. I mean, I'm fancy. Yeah, you you are fancy. I do love boutique I don't yeah. know it's just I'd rather take boutique over the grandiose granted I love yeah. you know I can do it yeah but I just I love that catered experience and I always felt like I want 
my brides to feel that. Like, I want them to feel like mm-hmm. this is all about you, babe. Like, this is your special mm-hmm. day. Like, you get this once in life. Like, you know, and so um, it's very, very much catered to that one-on-one experience. And So cool. Yeah. So now, so now you have the bridal boutique. You speak a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you're you're downtown LA, and 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 you're serving a lot of different communities. That's the thing I've really noticed about you. Mm-hmm. Like you're such a servant leader, mm-hmm. and e- even though you're busy and you're an entrepreneur and you're a mother, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like you still are making the time to do that. Like what what was like the first time where you're like, oh, I think speaking could be a thing for me. Or I want to share this. And how did that all transcend? Yeah, that's a great question because it, it actually transcended in the serving, in this in the serving. So when I threw my conferences, I would I'd have to host them because it's like nobody really knew what was going on, right? right. Like I had this vision that God had placed on my heart. And I knew how he wanted to do it, but it was like to try to explain that to someone and have them execute it was a whole nother thing. So I literally had to get up there and host the whole thing and like, you know, keep it going. And yeah. I, I just learned. And then next thing you know, people were like, wow, you're a great speaker. And I was like, wait, really? And so the the opportunities actually started coming mm. to me after that. But I always, I always believe that it's in the service that like, I think that God really, there's something about servant leadership mm-hmm. that, that God really honors, yeah. you know, and I see that in you as well. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's next level, you know, and even John Maxwell, like he has a whole, you know, he's, he's turning the world upside down with the yeah. servant leadership. But yeah. um, I think there's something about that because it's so opposite of what we think. Right. Right. Totally. Do, like, do you feel like, is there certain things that he puts on your heart that you're like, I need to speak about this? Or like, do you know what I mean? Like, is yeah. there certain like well, topics? It's it's interesting because it's not just human trafficking. Like I am in places that, like churches, like big and small. Right. I'm on the streets, big and small. I'm in, you know, I, I actually just got a call on the way over here that they want me to speak at like a, it's a party, like where there's going to be actors and actresses. Like, I think that God is doing something very unreligious right now in you as well, where he's drawing these people and bringing um, them up to a place where it's like, you can be relatable and become all things to all men. That's right. You you don't have to fit a mold. And so, um, it's, I, I speak on whatever God puts on my heart. Like I'm just bold. Yeah. Like I just know what he's done in my life. And I'm like, I can't hold back. Like, It's yeah, just, it's oozing out of it, me. It, it is oozing out of you. And the, I, uh, when I was with you, I mean, it's crazy. When I was at her bridal shop, she got me the perfect dress and then I put it on and it fit like a glove. I promise it doesn't always happen. Okay. <laughs> um, but something that I knew that I wanted to ask you when I left, I'm like, I feel like you're so... Like, you have an understanding of the Holy Spirit, of the Bible. Like, I feel like you're like a scholar. Mm-hmm. You know a lot. Mm-hmm. How How is it because you've studied? Do you have great mentors? Because a lot of people mm-hmm. that listen to this right now, a lot right. of my girlies, mm-hmm. they're like, I know God, mm-hmm. but how do I, like, you know, I get DMs all the time. They're like, 
the Bible is like a lot. Right. What do I read? How do right. I understand this? Yeah. No, that's the oh, whole gosh. Yeah. I, um, I did study a lot. I yeah. studied by myself. I studied with other people. I got in Bible studies and more than anything, I spent so much time alone with God. I, I really did. I think the secret place with God, I think everything comes out of that place. That's right. Everything like you're looking for answers, like go to God and, you know, and, and God speaks to us in different ways. It's not always through the word. A lot of times it is, but it's like God hears us through prayer, but he answers us through his word and through his Holy Spirit. And so even if you don't understand, it's like, just keep reading. Just get, it's, it's like anything you practice, right? Yeah. Working out, for example, you taught me about, you're like, girl, get an air fryer. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going for it. Like, <laughs> but it's like that repetitive, yeah. consistent, right? And eventually yeah. you're like, oh, I got that. I can do this. I can, I yeah. can lift this 20 pounds, right? Yeah. It's like you just, you got to be consistent. You do. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why, like, even before we started recording, I was just telling you, like, I, I I'm canceling like the noise. I, 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 I it's too busy. Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm doing things that that really move the needle instead of busy all the time and the reason I said that to you is because mm -hmm. I need that's how I operate too right. it's like when my schedule mm -hmm. is crammed and there's not a minute mm -hmm. that's when I don't like who Emily is right because I start to be like ah. mm -hmm. you know like I can't hear as yeah. well I can't speak as yeah. well I'm a little like short-tempered mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. that stuff yeah um but yeah you have a different depth to you a way different depth. Thank you. Is, do you think some of that is like the church you go to or like the people you've been around? Cause let me just preface this. So sure. like I grew up Catholic and oh. then, but then like only on holidays, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then like, I, so I was so confused. Mm -hmm. I was so confused. Like I went to like this non-religious Bible camp and I was like, Oh, Cause I didn't have a dad. So I was right. like, Oh, I can have like a relationship with a father. And then I, and then I saw like really cool, like Christians mm -hmm. that sometimes cussed a little, you know, yeah. they were more normal. Right. right. And then I, and then I saw like, just the, I learned about spiritual gifting mm -hmm. and like, this is what I mean by you, Ashley. Right. It's cause like you take a mic and you're just spitting like yeah. fire Yeah. and there's so much depth to you. And I know that there's great depth to you because you've seen so much dark mm. and light. Right. And, I, and I, I feel like you have a different sense of humanity yeah. because of what you've been through as a young girl. Absolutely. But I also think some of it does have to do with like, you know, some of our mentors and things like that. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, more than anything, I have spent a, a lot of time with God, right? A lot, a lot of time with God. Um, but I think what you're referring to is like the anointing, right? The anointing. Yeah. Because there's a difference between talent and anointing. Mm. You can be talented and you can work and, and try to be gifted. But when there's an, a call and an anointing on you to do something, God gives that to you to carry out. Wow. Whether that's you're anointed to be a worship leader, you're anointed to be a speaker, you're anointed to go into certain places, you're anointed to, uh, you know, be a gift giver, whatever it is God has anointed you to do, there's a grace upon you that's on another level. Mm. And that's the place where you have to really tap into God. Mm. You have to draw from Him. 
And I think that's what you're referring to. There's it, there's a difference. And I, I and you're anointed. You are so anointed. And you're I I think you're anointed to reach people in the business world. Mm-hmm. I think you're anointed to reach people um, in very influential places. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that about yeah. you. Yeah, you are anointed. And that only comes from that secret place with God. Mm-hmm. And I think that once somebody, and I know it sounds weird to say that, but masters that yeah. is where you you see God do, I yeah. mean, exceedingly yeah. abundantly. You do. You see a level of favor on your life yeah. where you're like, there is no way yeah. that I could have done this on my own. It's there's just, no way. There's no way. It, that's how I feel mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. And it's this obedience as well. Because when you spend time so good. And, and you really like discipline that time, mm-hmm. you hear things that you can't hear from man. You Come cannot on. hear from this world. It's like this, it's just like a woof. And you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was actually talking to our mutual friend, Tim Story, about it. I'm like, Tim, I don't even know why. And I'm like, I do know why. God is telling me to do this. So I'm just doing it. It's really uncomfortable but I must do it. Yes. He goes, it's your mandate. Yeah. And I was like, oh, saw that. you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, gosh. You're, it's, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, the only way I would know that yeah. is by seeking the kingdom first. Come on. You know? And so what does that look like, like in your day to day? Like I imagine when you get up, <laughs> I go, like, I honestly do go straight to God. So, um, and I'm not just saying that, like I really, it's very, yeah. I actually feel weird if I don't, like, I feel like it's something missing. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't get in my prayer time today. Like, I feel my spirit, my body's off. Like, I, I just need mm. my, I need it. And what that looks like for me is I write in my journal first. So I put worship music on. Yeah. And sometimes I'll feel led to like, kind of like worship or like, you know, put to get in that that place. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm just like, God, I need you today. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, and I, I go straight to my journal. But I have journals upon journals upon journals. I'm like, it's like love letters to God. And it's like just sometimes hate letters too. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, God, you're, where are you? What yeah. are you doing? You know? Yeah. Um, but it's, I write to him. I write to him. Like I talked to him as like a friend. But I, for some reason, writing, it just helps me to really get, what's on my heart and my spirit mm-hmm. out in a way mm-hmm. that just talk like and I do talk to like in prayer but I that that morning time is very much cultivated very you yeah. know and then I'm just like God I'm here what do you want to speak to me today and I'll sometimes do the bible roulette thing open up yeah this, where do you want to start yeah. you know and so anyway but that's that's what it looks like so yeah. so good what do you yeah. think your it factor is oh wow authenticity yeah yeah I think there's something, um, it's like, I, I go to recovery a lot. So there's a program called Celebrate Recovery. And I remember walking into Celebrate Recovery and nobody pretended that they were just like perfectly okay. In recovery, they say it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. That is was such a safe place. It was such a place to just like, I'm struggling with this, but I still love God. Like, help me to navigate this, you know? Mm. So I think that there's something authentic about me that it's like, you either love me or hate me, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, I know what I stand for. Yeah. And I, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. That's right. You know? So Yeah, it, it's so refreshing. It really is. And I always say, like, I truly think it's so intoxicating when someone's exactly who they are. Right. Like there's no, like, this is me. Right. You know, and some people like they can't handle it because it's a reflection that they're not who exactly they are. Right. So I think that's why people Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't know how to handle it. I get it. You know, Mm -hmm. because it's like, 
you're so real and it disrupts a part of them that is not real. I get it. Yeah. You know? It's almost like, is she fake? Is she this nice? Is she this yeah. sweet? And it's like, I was actually talking to one of my friends recently and I was like, this is just how I am. Like, I'm that person that like will go help you move. And it, it like you said, it almost feels foreign because it's like, mm. like the, the particular friend I was talking to had never experienced loyalty before. Mm. And I'm, I have thankfully good, great, good friends that um, do love God and they are pursuing business and things like that. So it's like when, you know, they're lawyers and they're doing things and one of them's being, you know, she's, right. she's being elected president of the women's council of realtors. And wow. when they're in their own lane and flowing and they're, they're yeah. confident, it's like, yeah. we're not sitting here looking at like, what is this other person yeah. doing? So I, I think this year I really want to focus on surrounding myself with like yeah. powerful women yes. that know themselves, like know their call, going yeah. after it. You know? Oh yeah. And also pouring into others, of but course. like inner circle, yeah. you know, has shifted and stuff. And it's, so it's everything. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You're so amazing. You are. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Like truly. And I cannot wait to watch what you continue to do. I, I just, I know that I know that I know 2024 is going to be huge for you. Wow. And I feel and know that all the work you've done and you've done it from such an honest standpoint, it is helping so many women rise up. And if not you, then who? If not now, then when? And you're doing it, Ashley. Wow. And so I am your biggest fan. I'm your sister. I will be praying for you. Wow. Thank you. And we're going to do some great things together. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And I want everyone to follow mm -hmm. Ashley. Pimp out or, you know, not pimp out, <laughs> but, you know, where, where can people find you? Yeah. Um, it's Miss Ashley Nadine. Or AshleyNadine.com is my website for any beautiful. Yeah. yeah, we'll link everything up. Yeah. And uh, what was that book that was that was waiting for you when you came back to your house? It was called God's Promises for Women. Okay. Yeah. There was just a lot of like devotional and scriptures tied okay. to that. We'll link that up too. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and who you are. Thank you. Love you. Love you.